Ahoy, welcome along. It's a brand new episode of Baffled, the greatest facts podcast. We do the digging for you. We do the work. We find some facts. We figure out if they're incredible, if they're worth sharing, or if they're worth just just chucking away. My name's Dan. Thank you for listening. Uh, Three facts this week on my end. I've got stuff about hands, about hiccups, and about the horn. Connor, what you got? Surgeons, back in the ancient Roman times. Uh, Yawning, and also Switzerland's ways. Mark is also here across the table. What you got? I do. Uh, I've got two for the time. I've got two facts about the Olympics. And one about food failures. There you go. Stick around. It's a brand new episode of Baffled. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Normally, I don't really like letting daylight in upon magic where it's unnecessary. But we're in the, the, uh, a new studio, the first studio, the first time we've done this kind of face-to-face, not online, for the first time in a, in a, in a long in, while. In a long while. The only reason I mention this is because, Connor, I'm looking at you and I'm looking at your research, like what you got the facts on. Yeah, a bit of Gmail, yeah. I mean, it's three lines. Yeah, I, I mean, I did think that. When you sent it to me to print, I mean, mine takes up a whole page. Every week, that is all I bring. This is all so, I've ever brought since so, we started. Right, is it honestly... The way mine, I'm sure Mark uh, d- does their facts, you've got the headline and then you've got the bullet points, the info underneath. You just have the headline and then you just make the rest up. Yeah. Yeah. Like this. this That's is, enough. That's It's all in your noggin, is it? And then just like. This is my. Yeah, this is every. Se- oh, what, do we do? Do we do bullet points over here? Do we? That's what I do. So uh, you've got like a whole. No, nah, you don't need none of that. So your facts. So, you know, a fact about yawning and then you just go. Well, the yawning one is a little bit more in depth. So I've got a little bit underneath that. He's got, he's got a whole sentence but underneath for that one. The, the other two. We, the other, the, no, do you know what? The other two facts we don't really need to be doing much more with. No. But that one, little bit of research. Yeah, no, come on. Mm. Researching for. Come on. We're an amazing fat podcast. It's all about nonsense. Fine. Can't even say the word podcast. Yeah, we've got nothing to worry about. I'm going to kick it off today. Uh, this is quite important, I think, because it's coming off the back of, well, you know, lockdown and pandemics and COVID. I want to tell you, it's one of my fav- favourite story facts. Oh, mm. we love a Dan story fact. Strap in, everyone. I'm gonna on. Get, I'm gonna Hold g- on, who, who loves a Dan story? Oh, being sarcastic. Oh, God, okay. I'm going to give it a, a, a bash at the name. His name was Ignaz Semmelweis. He was a Hungarian doctor back in 1846, or way back. Now, he figured out that doctors needed to wash their hands. Doctors before this time didn't wash their hands. Now, he discovered this because a lot of women were dying during childbirth and he couldn't figure out why. Then he figured out it was because the students who were delivering the babies, they would pretty much go there straight from digging around in dead bodies to find out what had killed them. So he said, figured out they, they got this cadaverous, deadly particles on their bodies. They would deliver the babies, they wouldn't wash their hands and the, the women would die. So he told everyone that they needed to wash their hands to save lives. No one believed him. No one started washing their hands. He was fired and he ended up in a mental asylum. It drove him mad. I mean, it's baffling to think that someone needed to tell someone at some point to start washing your hands between touching a dead body and giving birth. Not only at some point, as in just over 150 years ago. So it's like not that far away. Not that far away. I would say that's around the corner rather than back in the day, Connor. 
I'll go around the corner. Yeah, it's around the corner. And it's just it's just incredible, isn't it? When you when you when it when people are living, their present is the future to them. So the newest things that are made is cutting edge. Like today, we're in a new podcast studio with fancy cameras and stuff. In like 20, 50 years time, that's going to be old hat. Yeah, and it's the same with this. So these these doctors had no clue to wash their hands. It was a big deal for them, and no one believed it. It makes you wonder what people aren't believing. And I don't, you know, I'm not using this let's to get away to you. Let's not go down that I'm not road. getting worthy or anything like that. Like, this is not a message. It's just interesting to think about what we don't know and also what people today don't think is real. Maybe is real. That's just quite cool. Yeah, it's quite cool. I like your little analogy as well. Was like, our present is the future. It sounded like some shit that should be on a motivational poster it with did, like a mountain, yeah. with a mountain in the background. But it stuck with me. You're what? so right. Their, their, our present is... No, you, our present... Will, no, I said their present was their future. As in, that's all they knew. I mean, you I know mean, it sounds deep. When you actually think about it, it means cool. Yeah, but it yeah. sounds, it sounds deep. But, 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 but you know what I mean. I mean that people don't know any different. That's what I mean. So the fact here is the fact that fact here, man invents, tells people to wash their hands. It's going to save lives. No one does it. No one washes their hands. It drives the guy crazy. Really sad story. Yeah, he's sad. Yeah, mm. goes to ends up in a mental asylum because he gets he gets driven so mad by the thought that. No one is washing their hands. Don't really feel sorry for him. I think there's issues there. No, I, I do feel sorry. I mean, he's come here and he said, wash your fucking hands. Yeah. And everyone's gone. Nah, mate, you're crazy. But surely, like, it's... This is the thing that really concerns me about back in the day. It's like, surely it's just natural... You know, like, if I was talking to a surgeon lab or whatever, I'd just wash my hands. Like, surely it's just... Also, what were they washing their hands with? Because if no one had thought it's... about washing their hands, well, then clearly soap doesn't exist. I mean, water still exists, Connor, so it will just be water. Apparently it was with um, chlorine, I think, and he didn't even know it was because it was killing bugs. He just thought it was because it was sm- it smelled clean, so it must be I doing mean, it something. does smell clean. Yeah. Who doesn't walk into a swimming pool and go, ooh, that's clean. Gotta be honest with you. It does smell bloody clean. It does. Yeah, if I was going to be washing my hands with anything back in the day, it'd be a bit of chlorine. Mark, give us your first fact of the show. Solo synchronised swimming was a sport at the Olympic Games between 1984 and 1992. Hold on, how are you synchronised swimming as a person on their own? You know know what, Connor, you've just... You have hit the nail on the head there, mate. Hit the nail on the head. Do you know what? I'm so proud of myself. Before, I thought it in my mind, I thought, I want to say div here but i'm gonna go for it we're in we're going for it that's yeah that's the point so synchronized swimming is obviously a thing you know where you are synchronizing with other people and you are making it Mm -hmm. you know some artistic dance in the water where it's synchronized solo synchronized swimming which let's be honest is just swimming was a sport at the olympic games will it be be called solo dance swimming? i mean there's a point there's a part where if you're doing that on your own it isn't just swimming you're kind yeah. of like performing, but it's not synchronized swimming. Yeah, well, they, 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 yeah they have now rebranded synchronized swimming to artistic swimming. So really, it's just solo artistic swimming, I guess. So but, millennial, in it? It's such a 2021, in it? But it's just the fact that people have sat there and thought of that. That people have sat there and thought, you know, what, we need to rename synchronized swimming. I've always the, my biggest thing, and look, the Olympics one right now. So this is very current. It 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 really gets to me when I look at some. Look, guys, doesn't get to me as such. Doesn't piss me off, but it gets me wondering some of the sports out there. When do you do that? When when is there a part point in your life where you go, oh, to, you know, I'm gonna give that solo arty swimming a go tonight? Well, the, the, well, I mean, the, I mean, the sports in the Olympic Games has changed massively across the year. Like, if if you go back to early 1900s, art was in the Olympic 
was in the Olympic Games. Sculpting was in the Olympic Games. So it's very much what's off the time. So uh, skateboarding is in the Olympic Games for the first time this time. But can we just... I, I like watching it, but he's, would you yeah, say but it's then, But then what's sport? anything? But like, then equally, who got on a horse and went, I can make this horse dance? No, yeah. do you know, I, I agree with the point. And I, no, what I'm trying to say is I'm up for it being in the Olympics. I like watching it. I really enjoy it. I really enjoyed watching the mountain biking the other day as well. But kind of like, is it everything now that is using energy? Does that come into Olympics now? So it's down to the host city as to what goes in. Podcasting? essentially so i'll give it time uh, yeah so the I mean, most oversubscribed yeah. olympic sport ever you imagine it's like dan mark and connor in the final <laughs> can you imagine us representing team gb oh it's like well, well on to baffle we talk shit. Oh, there we go we're out, we're out. straight out, out. off comms involved it's just and it's all because arbitrary back in the day so there's a reason why the marathon distance is a marathon distance like it's the distance between I think Marathon and Athens and some guy ran to announce that the war was over, basically, and then he died. So the legend goes. But the rest of it, who thought other than 400 metres? Other than that, so 26.2 metres because the Queen couldn't be asked to move. That 0.2 was genuinely for the uh, 1912 London Games, I think it was. See what? Based on a lot of our facts, we should we really kind of need the Queen on here, don't we, to answer a few questions? Yeah, let's just get Lizzie on. She'll she'll be able. To I think it. if she was here right now, that extra might a few questions. We've got listen up. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a few questions for you. We've got a few facts we mentioned over the last year. We I'd, need clearing yeah. up. Be good for that. I'd probably send that email sooner rather than later. If I'm being honest, yeah. it's just it's just, it, you know who thinks eight hundred meters sure. I do not. Yeah, yet. let's do let's do four hundred. Chicken, chicken, they just got. Checking like they just got people to run and they were like 800 meters. Yeah, he's a bit f- 800 meters. <laughs> no, 900 meters. You know what? I reckon that's not too far from the truth. And what's amazing as well is that everyone just gets better and better and better. If you think that I saw a ridiculous stat, which isn't necessarily Olympic pace, but it, it took, you know, Roger Bannister famously ran the yeah. four minute, the first four minute mile. It took them ages to do that. Years and years and years. That took he, them four minutes. He, he does it after years of people trying and failing. He does it. And then the next person that runs quicker than him does, does it a few months later. Yeah. It's like this trickle down thing. It's almost like as soon as people, as soon as someone does it, it kind of gives you the permission, oh, I can do this as well. And it's just amazing how, like if you think when Usain Bolt won the 2012 Olympics, I was watching it earlier, that incredible race where he won gold, everyone was under 10 seconds. And like that, that was unforeseeable back in the day. The like, what are they going to be doing in 50 years' time? Like, a, a step. With the Olympics, love it. Absolutely love it. One of my favourite things to watch as well because it is just people at the absolute elite level of every single thing they do. But you are so right. Like, when, when uh, Usain Bolt won it, you're all at an elite level of under 10 seconds. It's, it's point maybe that, seconds. Maybe that's how the 200 metres got involved because the 100 metres used to take 20 seconds. I'm like, yeah, that's a spectacle. Then everyone got super quick at it and they went, oh, double it. Yeah. Right, 200 metres, oh, they got quick at that, double that 400, that'll do. We can label this bit Olympic ramble. What was the actual fact again? Uh, solo synchronised swimming was a sport of the Olympic Games between 84 and 1992. Right, let's go over to our chief research correspondent who's got so much on his page and I notice he's just done a tick by one of them as well so just just in case he didn't know which of his three tiny lines he'd read out Connor is going to give us his first fact ancient Roman surgeons were trained back in the day to block out the screams of human pain block out how yeah so block out the screams of human pain no, so you're asking too much there I mean you've seen the research it's one line he's got no hold on, hold on hold on block out how what do you mean I said how do they block it out well, put their hand over their f***ing mouth if they're screaming. We don't want to hear it. 
Yeah, so so as in there, so, so as in like muffling it rather than uh, like mentally, I'm going to block out that sound. When you say train, all you mean is that they covered their mouth when they were doing surgery. No, so I have actually done a little bit of research on this, but I don't need to be writing this down because it's just it's there. Sure. Yeah. So obviously, yeah. what come with the fact basically is the fact that they didn't want people to be screaming, obviously, because it's a little bit, you know. Well, it puts, puts the next person off so, in the waiting room, so doesn't it? So they were trained as surgeons. Very simply, all I could see was the idea that they weren't allowed to have surge, uh, They weren't allowed to have patients scream. So however means fit, you're in ancient Rome right now, pa- patients cannot scream. You, you do with that what you will, but they no, just can't not, be screaming. Uh, it's, not, it's not really the way the podcast works. Why? I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you some of the facts. Just do the rest of it what you want. What I'm amazed with is back then, like what was surgery? Like now, you know, you've got anaesthetic, you've got all of this stuff. What were they doing there? What was surgery? It's the it, same it, thing. It's like you're getting your knee replaced. It's probably the same sort of thing, isn't it? Just done. Yeah. <laughs> Ancient Rome, isn't it? Um, that's just the same, just a bit more I'm shit. Re- I'm reading this big old book about ancient Roman surgery at the moment. It's it's, a, it's only one page. What, it, what it says, what it says is, imagine surgery today. It's like that, but uh, just a bit, just a bit. What we expect? It's ancient Rome. You're not going to go in there and get wrapped up. You know, ease your, ease your parasitic. No, I know that. Well, that's way. the question. That's you know, what I'm pop asking. Pop back in two weeks' that's time. That's how you're my brain difference. I'm actually curious about what it was, and your curiosity extends to. Oh, oh it's a bit. F- What's that then? You booked in for a uh, leg transplant. Yeah, you have to you have to get someone to drive you because you can't drive back. Yeah. Like, come on, it's ancient Rome. It's like, who wants a bit of surgery? You get understand in. that your qualification for something can't just be it's ancient Rome. <laughs> well, no, I don't you know. can't just say that as the answer to things. There's not more you, you need from this. They're just not like... Literally, the fact reads... No, really? I know what the fact reads. Ancient, got Rome, ancient Roman surgeons were trained to block out the screams of human pain. I know that's what it says. I've heard it. So what, My do, you, point what, is, do, you, what do you not understand about... They were trained he to wants block more. out screams. I don't, I don't necessarily want more from that. I'm not expecting you to answer this. I'm just curious about what the state of surgery was like back then. And I'd like more. I'm not expecting it from you. I'd like more to learn more about it other than, oh, it's ancient Rome, wasn't it? Well, look, I'm, 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 I'm probably going to split whatever I invoice for this and just get myself a little PA here that can answer these questions. Because it's not really of interest to me, to be honest with you. No. No. I don't mean... Here's, don't, a, here's a question. I don't want to okay. know what surgery was like in ancient Rome. Here's a question. So one of the reasons we do this podcast isn't necessarily just to discover facts and figure out if they're amazing or nonsense, as the the slogan suggests. I think it's also to pro- to provoke and promote a, a sense of curiosity in us and the listeners. We've been doing this over a year now. Do you give any more of a shit about anything than you did this time eighteen months ago? What? What do you mean by give a? Shit? Like when you see something that you don't know, do you think, oh, that's interesting? Or do you think, oh, I don't care? No, I'm just sort of like, oh. Yeah, like, look, I think everyone's minds work differently, right? So you look at, this is what's quite interesting about this podcast. You give Mark this fact. He's going to be looking at what surgery was like in ancient Rome. What did they do when they done surgery? All of this. Yeah. So basically I'm going to do some research. Yeah, that's what I asked. You yeah. Go to, yeah. With me, all I, I literally read this, all I'm imagining is this, Lady there that's just got their hand over the patient's yeah. ma- patient's mouth, being like, "Don't screw like that." It was, that's it was ancient Rome. At. Ladies weren't. Doing that's where my yeah, on. exactly. You don't have to only think one thing, so you can think that about the ladies, and then you can think, oh, "Okay, and, and what? No. And what's next?" No, it's just it, leave, it's all about the imagination, and what are you imagining right now? What you with a little canary in your head running round? <laughs> what are you imagining right now? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how they blocked out the noise. Now, no, listen. The first question look, I asked, honestly. no answer. 
Listen to this. You cannot believe, like, you cannot do justice to how little research is on this sheet of, pa- sheet of paper. Like, imagine it, and then halve the amount of words you've got on your imaginary paper. Uh, it is ludicrous. Right, do you know the best bit about it? You turn up this little bit of paper with Gmail top left, you're still the people's favourite, <laughs> and you're still here a year on, so... Right, second fact of the show. Did you know one of the only proven ways to stop hiccups is to stick a finger up your ass? I, I don't believe it. It's funny you say that, actually, because I was getting a blood... No, yeah, go on. The guy... <laughs> Why are you doing that? Once again, who found this out? Yeah, oh, do us a favour, well, babe. This is the question with all... Fa- <gasps> do us a favour, babe. Uh, yeah, go <laughs> Maybe that's how. Maybe it was just a really weird way to try and get that. Is, is, this, is, this, is this just like a... If she won't do it, just get hiccups and tell her it's the, the guy, only yeah. proven way. I'm waiting for Dan to go down a really no, bad no, no. line. The guy, no, there's the guy had spent like a good year trying to use the old post- prostate exam excuse and that wasn't working. So he thought, well, I'll have to do the f-ing hiccups thing. So he actually won a Nobel Prize for it. Uh, a guy called... Bullshit. A guy called Francis Fessmeyer of the University of Tennessee College of Medicine. He... um. Give me nine coronas. He, I'll happily call him. He won a Nobel Prize. What? Can you imagine? Here is me Check thinking Nobel out. Prize winners are like these incredible scientists or these incredible world leaders who have done so much in their lives. And here's this bloke who's gone, I can get rid of the hiccups for you if you want. Yeah. Sheldon stick Cooper a, would be it, so Stick pissed. a finger up your ass. He actually did it digitally. Digitally. We were talking about the future being the present or whatever. What do you mean he did it digitally? So he um, he managed to cure someone who had had who had been in the emergency room of a hospital for seventy two hours. He was hiccuping thirty times a minute, and uh, they put electrical impulses up the old anus hole. So basically, and it stopped his hiccups. So basically, he got rid of hiccups and got a stiffy. <laughs> no, it doesn't say anything about the stiffy. <laughs> He's got electrical pulses going up his bum. An orgasm results in incredible stimulation of the vagus nerve. Which is a nerve up the old Jaxie. G spots up your bum, innit? And it says, I will be recommending, and so he recommends sex as the cure for hiccups. No, but ain't Big, sex. No, no, no. I think it's regular sex because when you. What? When you orgasm, it stimulates a nerve in your bum hole. Well, well, public sex should be legal then. Nothing wrong with a little, quick, quick little go in the toilet. What's wrong with that? Got hiccups. Just having sex at the, on the side of the street. And just like, sorry, she's got hiccups. She's got hiccups. So you think the fact that everyone known, has known that sex makes babies, which is quite an important thing for years, and they still haven't done it, but you think the fact that it cures hiccups, be, oh, you know what? Hey, sometimes, look, babies, you can wait until later to go and, you know, have a go. Hiccups. hiccups, they just come on at any point. You could be in the middle of Morrison's and suddenly get the hiccups and suddenly you're doing it down aisle Listen, three. Listen, any excuse for a blowjob down a pasta oil and I'm right up for it. I think that come the next Nigel's, this should be up there. What finger up the one of the only cure known cure for hiccups Mm. is to shove a finger up your bum. I want to be honest with you. That's incredible. I want to be honest with you. Potentially my favourite fact have baffled so far. I mean, it's nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. It's ridiculous. It is. But in my mind right now, it is a wonderful place to be. Yeah, I think we should. I mean, there is wonderful pictures yeah, here. No, yeah, yeah. And yeah, also yeah. as well, it finally gives me... <laughs> what it wonderful fi- pictures are there? It finally... Surely there's one picture you can have, which is bloke who's got a lot of hiccups. He's been waiting in the in A&E for 72 hours. The only picture that's possible there is of a doctor shoving his finger up the arse. What, what is wonderful about finally, this? Finally, there is justification for when I ask. Finally. 
Mark, give us your second fact of the show. Colgate once made a foray into the culinary world. It didn't take long before they pulled it from the shelf, but the Colgate beef lasagna oh, my word. is a thing. Oh. What did it taste of? Of beef lasagna. If Colgate decided to go down... Oh, so the, there wasn't minty. The, it wasn't it's minty. not minty, but that is all people had in their brains. So therefore, cool. everyone just kind of went... Oh, was it just the beef lasagna? That. Is that all they had? Uh, <laughs> so, so Colgate have been very, very quiet on this because they want to. Uh, they never want to admit. I was waiting for Martin that this happened. Yeah, we got a uh, press release right here. We got the uh, MD of Colgate. So, so, so apparently, it started in the sixties when they launched a line of dried chicken and crab meat entrees under a Colgate kitchen label, uh, and then the Colgate beef lasagna. Uh, is on show in the Museum of Failure in Sweden. <laughs> well, to me, there's a Museum of Failure. So, like, I I'm, th I'm thinking, what an odd place for them to start. But then again, surely any food well, stuff they, that they make is an odd place for them to start. Like, it's, be it's because the frozen food market was starting to get really big in the 80s because that was when Americans started having TVs and started... So this was only in America. So when Americans started having TVs and TV dinners and, and, and that yeah, style yeah, of life. So they were like, oh, we'll get in on a bit of that. But everyone just went, not in a Colgate beef lasagna. What has it got in it? Mint. Mints. Many layers to that lasagna story, Connor. I'm not into it. Oh. It's got to f stop, boys. Seriously. Both of you. Can you You're think starting of... to go down the road of him. Yeah, but if... Can no, you think of any other pun? It was, I know it wasn't good, but it's the only one that but was you, made. You held us. yourself up here with yeah. me, you know, Donnie's, geezers, you know, the boys. Sure. He had already lost it about seven yeah, months I ago. Yeah, I know, but fun. In fairness, it was a bit of a <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking of you, Joker. No, that, that is terrible. Because that, I mean, that's a leap, isn't it? If I was going to go back in time, I'd like to have an endless time machine where I could sit in on the meeting where someone thought, let's, you know, what I'm going to, you know, I'm going to pitch to my boss today, the boss of a toothpaste firm. A bit of beef lasagna. I think, yeah, I, I, I've, that, again, might, that might be unambitious of me, really. This it, happens every single week, and every single week I say the same thing. The conversation that happened where this was pitched yeah. and the decision was made is where my mind instantly goes, why, oh, why, oh, why would your next step be that? Your next step, you'd be better off going into like the Odrin or yeah. I don't know, pharmaceutical use. I don't know. Lasagna? Italian food? Mm. Nah. nah, mate. Connor, give us your second fact. Oh, this one's got a bit of research to it. Here we it's go. got a line under it, this one. Yeah, this, well, yeah, the actual fact is bold underlined and I've got uh, normal bits underneath. So an animal's yawn is based on how large their brain is. The bigger the brain, the longer the yawn. That's why I yawn for ages. Uh, so the next question I'm going to ask... With no hope of you knowing the answer, mm. why does yawning length correlate to brain size? Okay, so it says primates tended to have the longest yawns. Humans and apes, as well as non-primates, such as elephants, tend to have more neurons and larger relative brain sizes than other animals, which is linked with higher cognitive functioning. That's why our yawns last longer. Well, I wonder why. Does no one... Yawns feel good. Yawns feel incredible, don't they? That's not why. Well, that's so, so the reason you yawn is because you need you need oxygen because because your breathing has become very very shallow, which is why when you're sitting in meetings, people think it's because you're bored. It's not. It's just because you've been comfy for too long. So you're you, you get very bad at breathing. This is why you yawn <gasps> to take in more air. Perhaps that's a, a reason why it's related to. But brain it does also function. feel good. I, I like I to extend. It, I enjoy yawning. But scientists don't really know the reason we yawn, do they? They know that's what, why. Well, that's why you yawn to get in more air. Well, yeah, but they know that we gain more air by it, but they don't really know why we bother yawning. Like, 
if you if you Google why do we yawn, bet you it will come up. Researchers don't really know. Also, as well, feeling good. It does feel good. I think that's definitely sometimes a part you can of it. have a, you can have a you can have every a good, time a I good have a yawn, yawn. Every time I have a yawn, I do. It feels nice. Right. So I, I enjoy yawning. Connor, admitting the obvious, hmm. finger up the bum. Give us your top three feelings. Are you seriously asking me this? Is yeah, it, no, yeah, yeah. we can't answer. I want I want to see where you on this. We can't admitting anything sexual. What are your top three feelings? Oh, right, so that's out the window. Yeah, that's okay. What I'm top top three feelings. Thirst. <laughs> that that water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Ooh. Oh, thirst. I thought you said first. Okay. No, thirst. Thirst. Thirsty first. Thirst. Back scratch. Sure. Massage. Yeah. Massage. So yawning doesn't even make your top four, top no, three. No, it still feels incredible. <laughs> Stupid. No. Uh, mine. Dropping a dropping a poo when you really need one. Yeah, when your body f- flutters a little bit. Uh, yeah, you know when you really need when it. it when you're starting to touch cloth and then yeah, you yeah. turtle head in. I usually take all my clothes off. I'll be honest. If, if I'm if I'm in the toilet for anything more than 15 minutes, I end up taking my clothes. Hang off. on, hold hang on. on. He's hang on, hang such on. a child, isn't he? He still uses his mother's bath water no, and he gets naked when he. Sh- no, if I'm in there for a long time. When did you also, if 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 you if you are like already turtling, right? Why are you then taking all your clothes off and not just getting straight down to business? No, I do. Is and I take it down. As in, I I I do the I do the, the initial. I sit down. The and, initial. And then, and then what? You get no, hot please, and sweaty please, from please. that. Exactly. I do the initial expulsion, and then end up taking off my t-shirt, and then something comes. Oh, look, I don't know what. I cannot explain it, but something comes over me where I have to take off the rest of my clothes. You really are. Jeez. Okay, the most unique character I've ever met in my no, life. And, and you should just accept it because that is. F- weird yeah, i know yeah. it is yeah i Very mean the weird. fact that every drop you make a new bit of clothing comes off is a worry <laughs> sounds like a song by the police so, so you're telling me every drop no wait there's the not first, an order to first it. drop though you're thinking mm, t-shirt off no it's no it's, <laughs> then, it's not logical like then, a that. Nu- then a nug comes out you're thinking yeah sock it's That's not lo- no it's not like i i enjoy your like you're trying to make some rhyme or reason there isn't it? it's just i get a bit hot and i think you know what i need to be away from clothes right now i think there is a rhyme or reason i'm taking the p- out of you but i think i back it being hot and uncomfortable when shitting is officially the worst feeling in the world. If you're in a in a restaurant, for example, there's not much air circulation and you're dropping your load after a dodgy TGI's, it yeah. is bad news. When you're at home and you've got the windows open, you've got some fresh air, you're naked, it's free. <sighs> so that so it's dropping a dropping a, a poo when I really need one, that's in there. I love really love jumping into cold water, that instant sensation of being woken up. And oh, then yeah, I've only done it a few times, but and then I can't think of my third one. But there you go. Uh, uh, you know, I'm not going to ask you. As in, not, I, not I because don't I don't care, care but I it's just we, this is you know this is I'm just waiting for Mark to be oh you know porridge in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Very fulfilling. <laughs> if you like this podcast, then why not check out one of our other amazing create podcasts. If you just want a good laugh, then check out The Weekly Roast. Listen, listen, bitch. Oh, listen, make, make, bitches. make an entrance. I'm a week off sugar. Uh, I, I, will, I will fly <laughs> to the UK and I will cut you both. <laughs> for the more cultured ones among you, join Laura Wright for music in my life. <laughs> yeah, yes. let's go. <laughs> I'm so let's glad go. no one can see me right now because I'm doing, I was doing some weird dance moves. Yeah, then, yeah. <laughs> Prefer a deep chat? Connie's got you covered on How Are You? The Wellbeing Podcast. I just became a lot more productive and happier. And for me, like, that's just worth it. The Weekly Roast, Music in My Life, and How Are You? Just three more podcasts to feast your ears on. Find them wherever you found this podcast. 
listen, I know we've been slightly... Re- like, and podcasters won't do this. Podcasters won't point out their deficiencies. I know we've been slightly remiss with the old socials recently, but there is a plan. Admin has been put in place. We're going to get back to it now. We're in our brand new studio, so make sure you give us a follow at baffled pod on instagram or on tiktok as well and always get in touch info at baffledpod.com if you've got a fact if there's something you'd like connor to explain that's what you need to do get in touch there right last fact of the show from me nice and quick olympic themed in the summer of 2016 in those olympics the athletes used more than 450,000 condoms 40 40 on average per athlete over 16 days right in my mind before you said what the thing was at the end, I was expecting water bottles. Was that what you where you were going? No. It is. Condom was right at the bottom of my so list. It's a huge thing for them this year, which is why they've had yeah, to have beds made of cardboard because... Well, that's what, they're, that's what they're saying, isn't it? Oh, we made beds of cardboard because you can't have sex on them. Well, will the but Olympians have sex? It's it's a huge thing. Like as soon, it's, it's like, you know, spring break kind of stuff. They go on holiday and it's like, it is a well-known thing that they are like rabbits. Wish off, 40 wish per athlete over 16 days. Mate, when we get there for Team GB for the podcast, you Mate. can have, you, you can go crazy. Now I wish I had started synchronized solo swimming. This is a problem because it's because of COVID. So that they, you know, at the moment they don't want anyone to stay really around at the Olympics longer than they need to. So, they don't want people to have sex because of the spread of the virus. So that's why they've had to... And they're not giving free condoms this year either, I don't think. Not giving free condoms. And you have to sleep on a cardboard bed. God, I bet the Olympics is an absolute jolly up, mate. Can you imagine it? You go out there, you smash a little bit of skate... I bet the skateboarders are the shaggers. What? No. You, you want to get to the Olympics and have your event early, don't you? You want to be done in day one or two. This is why. It's, is this why in all, in all the interviews they're like, oh, you know, it's always been a dream of mine. It's like, come on, Barry. You haven't dreamed of the Olympics and the gold medal. You've dreamed of the blowjobs in the hotel room, haven't you? But this is it. No hiccups going around there, is there? So this is the point. <laughs> the, way we, the way we're just weaving it in here is wonderful podcasting. <laughs> Just in case, just in case you hadn't noticed what we're doing. So this is this is the thing, isn't it? That they've 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 worked so hard towards something. So it is it is an actual release. In, I mean, in more ways than one. But they've you know they've finally done it. They want a party. They want a booze. They want a bonk. I get it. I, I get sounded it. like an auntie. I, I, I can, saying bonk. I can imagine as well that it, it doesn't it does make sense, doesn't it? There's lots of people all over the world. You know, it's a jolly up. And you. also, you got to think. I mean, without drawing it down to these. You know, because they're elite sports people, they take a lot of care over themselves. Most of them are really fit, really, really hot. So it's a situation like that. I'm down for that. 450,000 condoms used in the 2016 Summer Olympics in Rio. I mean, in Rio as well. Over 16 days, that works out to about 40 an athlete. Mark, what's your last fact? In 1936, two Japanese Olympians came away with very unique medals. So uh, these are the games in Berlin. Two Japanese pole vaulters were tied for second place. So what they decided to do was cut the silver medal in half, cut the bronze medal in half and fuse them together. So each of them have a half silver and a half bronze medal. You've come that's quite second. interesting. Yeah, that's quite fine. It's, it's interesting. Good fact. But what, that concept is stupid. They're just second. Yeah, I guess they were mates, weren't they? They're they probably Japanese didn't have. I mean, they, like, I imagine they pre-order these. Medals. I don't. I don't think they've got a spare silver one hanging around, where they can go. Well, let's just get that in. It's a good idea, though. I like. I guess it's fun, isn't it? You remember we were talking about the point of Olympic Games earlier? Pole vaulting. Who ever has thought? You know what we need to do? 
get someone to run really fast with a long stick and get them to leap over this thing. How is that a thing? Sort of long jump. But again, triple jump. But that's like, triple jump's more ridiculous. But long jump's fairly, you know. You could see how that would be. Yeah, that's something that you could, horse, you know, who can jump first? Horse riding. I mean, I saw well, some woman the other day with a f***ing horse who was just galloping around, and apparently she's won a dressage. gold. It's like, mate, it's like dressage with dancing horses. So, realistically, you're not doing much. The horse is knackered. The horse is dancing. The horse is moving. You're on there, just like what? we were discussing this today. Do you reckon anyone's ever won the dressage just because they're a really bad horse rider? So the horse looks like it's dancing, but actually they just have no control over what it's doing whatsoever. I don't, I'm not, I don't mean to be here just slagging off, but like there isn't really much sports. I don't really, like, the horse is doing everything. Yeah, but they have to control the horse. The horse doesn't just go out there and go, come on, jump on my back so it looks like I've got someone on me. I'm sure there is. Yeah. Look, I mean, we've, we'll have listeners all around the world, many of them. If, I mean, if you're into your dressage, I used to live next door to someone that was big into her dressage. Just get in touch. Explain to Connor. Explain to Connor for once why he is so incorrect. There we go. There's Connor explains. Next dressage, week, dressage. Yeah, tune in. I'll do dressage. What a pompous, stupid f- name as well. Who went? Oh, what do you? What do you do? You gallop on a horse. You would call it dressage. Yeah, I know. You call it horse galloping. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's good. Isn't <laughs> it? Uh, yeah, like that's that, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cutting up the old medals though. Did they do it themselves? Uh, that I don't have the imagination for. I, I believe they did. 80s, did you say? Uh, 1936. 30s. Maybe the IOC was a bit funny about it back then, but I don't know. Dressage. That is such <laughs> a white dress, isn't it? Like these women that wear. Uh, He's still on that. Such a made in Chelsea, isn't it? Lift yourself up. Look down at your last line on your big email there and we go. give us your final fact of the podcast. You know what's so wonderful about us three? You know, we all bring it every week. You've got Dan and Mark right on brand. Olympic facts. I haven't provided any of that. Final one in Switzerland. It's illegal to flush the toilet after 10. <laughs> Why? I have no idea, really. Well, Great, thank you. No, no, no. I do have an idea. Water consumption, I would uh, imagine. Water consumption and noise. It's a noise. So in Switzerland, it's the same, same place as well about the guinea pig. You can't have two guinea pigs on their own. They've got some weird laws. Also, the Daffy Duck that we've done before, that was Switzerland. Do you remember? Yeah, here's the thing, though. Noise in a flat. What What if you're getting in at 10.01? Come on, dropping a great big one. Right. You get into the bathroom, close off. Yeah, Yeah, You know, you know it's going to be a big one. You have pre-stripped, ready for a sweaty poo. Hmm. You're going to have to leave it lingering there Realistically, all night. Dan's, all night you've got to leave that Realistically, lingering. this whole episode is damn really, isn't it? You know, you come in, get naked, have a sh- don't flush the toilet, and then get a finger up your ass by 11. I mean, this is pretty much painted the picture of Dan, isn't it? How loud are these toilets? Well, that makes sense to me. In, in a block of flats, everyone flushing the toilet after 10, it's a, it's a loud old situation. I just can't help but notice that on your, on your sheet with your facts, you've only ticked one. How will you know what to do next? Well, I'm done after this one. Yeah, on the floor. There you go. He'll pick that up. Down a beers, eh? Uh, how loud? I just, I can't fathom how loud these things are. And also, who made that rule? Who sat there and thought, you know what we need to do? You know what I'm sick of people doing? I'm sick of being woken up by mountains of water gushing away as people flush the loo. Well, we've got, we've got a few more coming over the next couple of episodes, but I've, I've found in my research that Switzerland has got some pretty crazy laws. So you're going to hear a few more coming soon. Okay. But Switzerland's <laughs> pretty mental. Like, Switzerland had the Daffy Duck law that we've covered before. Is it Daffy that? Duck? Where Daffy Duck was banned because he was wearing pants or wasn't wearing Donald pants. Duck. Donald Duck, that was it. Uh, Switzerland also are the guinea pig. You can't have a guinea pig on its own. Mm-hmm. And the flushing of the toilets. Pretty, pretty mental, really. There you go. So... Even if you weren't, you know, if you were on the fence about coming back, make sure you give us a follow because we've got more Switzerland facts coming your way. 
thank you very much. What what a riveting toilet-based episode of an arse-based episode of Baffled. Uh, what have we learned? If you've got hiccups, surefire thing, just shove one up there. Uh, maybe tonight you're going to get tucking into a nice, tasty Colgate lasagna. Colgate lasagna. Uh, and you know, if you're really having a bad day, make yourself feel better. One of the top three feelings in the world: having a turd with no clothes on, completely in the nudie. Thank you very much. Make sure you give us a follow on socials at Baffled Pod. Get in touch. Info at baffledpod.com. Say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Connor. I mean, summing up with what we've learned today really does paint a wonderful evening, doesn't it? Yeah. Think about the arse, from the Colgate lasagna, and then a naked poo. Yeah, I mean, my top's already off. Yeah. See you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>